You're listening to the Drifting Pretty Podcast, a podcast that inspires you to turn your dreams into achievable goals. Welcome to the Drifting Pretty Podcast. This is episode four, and I'm your host, Drifting Pretty founder, Nadine Sue. I'm welcoming to the show for the first time today's co-host, longtime Drifting Pretty member, aspiring computer programmer, social media pet influencer, and aspiring entrepreneur, Elaine Ung. And returning to the show as a guest this time, Sarah Buntai is here. And let me tell you why she is on the show today. Sarah joined Drifting Pretty nine years ago. She walked into her first meeting as a quiet, shy gal who really kept to herself. Frankly, it was a little awkward, right? (laughs) And she just bought her first Mazda, an RX-7, and she just had this spark, like a really quiet, faint one. But she had this spark to do something that she'd never done, something the majority of women you know don't do. That girl wanted to become a race car driver. Over these nine years, I've personally witnessed Sarah transform into a confident, independent, and influential woman. She went with us to the track and started racing and working on cars, bought even more race cars, bought a house, made her way into Mazda to become a test driver for unreleased cars, took up competing in karting, got a nine to five job at the nicest karting facility in SoCal, and even went deep into the fitness realm doing Spartan races. I mean, this girl, right? What a difference nine years made for Sarah. So that's why I am so thrilled to have Sarah as a guest today. Her transformation from nine years ago to today is pretty extreme, and I cannot wait to talk to her about it. So welcome, Sarah. Hi, Nadine. Looking forward to doing all this good stuff and talking about me, I guess. And and welcome, Elaine. Thank you for co-hosting with me today. Oh, hey. (laughs) Okay. I am so excited. I've got this dope sidekick and I've got my badass guest. So (laughs) we are going to jump right in to segment number one which is Purchases of the Week COVID edition. So we're going to go around the table and you guys are going to go over your favorite COVID-related purchase, where you got it, how much it was, and why you love it. So I'm going to put you on the hot seat, Sarah, because that's where you are, girl. So go ahead, Sarah. What's your COVID purchase of the week? Oh, gosh. It, it's so funny. I didn't even realize this was going to be asked today. So I was like, <laughs> what am I going to say? And it's so funny you said hot seat so the first thing i'm thinking of is the toilet seat that i bought because it was with all this scare about toilet paper i bought a washlet for me and okay well you got to explain what a washlet was (laughs) washlet is because i know but (laughs) explain for our viewers a full-blown bidet is the thing that washes your butt and everything else when you are on the toilet with a stream of water with a stream of water and it's pretty awesome but the days are kind of expensive but i found a washlet for 20 bucks actually it was from squatty potty brand that was super cheap i love squatty Mm. potty oh my gosh i was like oh gosh it kind of showed up on like my ads because like everyone's freaking (laughs) out about toilet paper and i said oh gosh you know what i maybe this is a good idea and oh yeah it was a good idea it was it was fantastic. 
Okay, so this is twenty dollars. It's Squatty Potty brand. I didn't even know Squatty Potty did a did a like a washlet kind of thing. Oh, that's dope. They're a Shark Tank brand. Mm. I like totally supported them. I got a Squatty Potty. That's dope. I'm gonna have to get that one next. I have never heard of Squatty Potty. Oh, girl. Oh my gosh. Okay, for those of you that don't know what Squatty Potty is, I want you to Google it. Actually, go on YouTube and just google squatty potty and they have like really funny <laughs> videos about the it ads oh my god what? the unicorn it's, poop it's really good <laughs> basically a squatty potty is like a little bench for your feet for when you're on the toilet going number two and like oh. and it changes the angle of your feet and that will actually help you poo easier and more efficiently <laughs> oh okay now i, I know it. Like, i know what it is oh. <laughs> yeah okay ellie what's up girl what's your what's okay. this week's covid purchase tell me my week's covid purchase is actually packing tape <laughs> packing okay tape? Uh, <laughs> explain okay so you know how I've been selling stuff on my car and I like run out of tape. So like my best purchase is literally packing tape because I'm like, oh, now I get to package more stuff and like ship it off. So then, you know, I can be making money. <laughs> oh, so you're Mercari. making money on Mercari. Okay. And so for those of you who don't know what Mercari is, why don't you explain what Mercari is, Ellie? Okay. So Mercari is literally an app where it was you can actually buy, use, or new stuff, or sell, use, or new items as well. And it's really cool because, like, if you choose free shipping or, like, if they pay for shipping, they literally generate the packing slip for you. And you just literally package it, paste it on, and just send it off. Oh, nice. That takes off a lot of the, like, the extra logistical yeah. stuff. So all yeah. you gotta do is send it. Yeah, yes. exactly. It's like what I describe it as is like returning Amazon items. Oh, that literally easy. just print out the slip and just paste it on and yeah, give it to the mailman. Yep. Yeah, I, I am a buyer and seller on Mercari as well. And I am guilty. I buy and sell, probably buy more than I sell. But like, that's kind of their business model, I think. But ah, I, I got to do this. Why have I not done I got to yes. do this. Dude, I'm it's pretty cool. A lot. I've probably I probably sold like a hundred things on Mercari. It's really cool if you want to declutter and everything. I'm like, I have so oh much seven jeans that I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to just donate them. So I'm like, let me put them all on Mercari. Nice. So this is your COVID, uh, your COVID side job, like your, you know, your COVID income. So I, I see. Yeah. Okay. All right. So my COVID related purchase you know, I'm buying things like all the time because I run a photo studio and I'm always like at Target on Thursday at 9 a.m. trying to get in to get like bleach wipes and stuff like that. But it's funny. There's so many things that I buy that's COVID related. I'm trying to narrow it down, but I'm going to go tell you the two things, the two kinds of masks like I'm I'm feeling. So number one, I have I buy like masks all the time because I have to wear masks for shoots. I have to wear masks when I go shopping, whatever. And like, I really want the best and nicest feeling masks. And so I found these masks from a client that I shot on a photo shoot. And she's like, oh, I have a mask brand. You know, I just launched it with my mom. She's a seamstress. And I'm like, oh, you know, I totally want to support you guys. So I bought one not knowing like if they're even going to be good masks. But I was like, oh, let me support you. Let me buy one. And they're like the best masks I've ever worn. 
And um, their Instagram handle is Common Thread Masks. And I think it's commonthreadmasks.com. And I really like their masks and they have different sizes. So like you don't, it's not like one size fits all. And they have um, a pocket for a filter. And then she taught me too that you can actually cut up those blue shop towels and they make a pretty decent filter in the mask. So they enclose like filters with their masks. They have these really nice patterns. I got this really dope black and white polka dot one. Oh, I've I seen that. You're I posting on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and they have this palm tree one. So I think I'm going to go get that one. Ooh. And then the most important thing is, is that it's really hard to find masks for kids, especially if they're going to go back to school. So like I mm. bought a bunch of kids masks and my kids love them and they fit their face nice and they have small, medium and large for kids. So I bought like one of each size and then they all fit my kids. And it's just, it's dope. So that's part one of my COVID purchase. <laughs> part, one. Mm, part one. And then part two, this is kind of an FYI because I wear, I'm a newborn photographer. So I need to wear something as close to N95 as possible, which is the medical surgical mm -hmm. procedure mm -hmm. mask that, you know, filter about 90. I think it's, nine. I don't know if it's 95% or 98% of the particles in the air. And I'm not sure, but. The closest one is a KN95 that the public can actually get, which is from China. It's China's version of the N95, but only some of the KN95s are FDA approved, not all of them. So you can actually find some on Amazon. I actually found some from my husband's old boss who has a factory in China for like promotional products or something. And next door is like a KN95 factory. So he brought in like 50,000 of his own KN95s, which are on the FDA, FDA approval list, which I love. So I actually got KN95 masks through him and they're they're great. And I've been using them and I'm so happy that they're the actual FDA approved ones. So I'm protected during my newborn shoots and stuff. So. So, yeah, holla. I'm, I'm like the mask lady. Like, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> You know, I always see on your posts these like nice looking masks and uh, you're taking pictures of babies and like families and it's looking good. Nice and Every safe. day, girl. Every day. <laughs> Literally every day. Yeah. It's, it's insane. But I'm just trying not to get COVID, you know. So, all right. Let's move on to our interview with Sarah. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. For being here, Sarah, and I am so happy to have you on the hot seat today. We are going to grill you, girl. No, oh boy, <laughs> it's gonna I, be fun. A preview oh. of those questions does make me nervous. Uh, <laughs> I know you're lucky I even let you see these questions. Shoot, oh, oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't even let my guests see questions. Okay. I know you put them on the hot seat where like they have to think for a while. Oh, God. <sighs> Yeah, I like that better. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay. But um, so Sarah, I wanna I want you to just quickly sum up your your kind of profile for everybody. You were in our episode zero, but for those of us who maybe missed episode zero, shame on you. Um, can you just <laughs> reintroduce yourself like you're at a drifting pretty meeting? This is what we do at every drifting pretty meeting, is I'd like you to stand up, Sarah. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, and so and you uh -oh. need to bend over and speak into the mic, but you need to stand. Okay. Are you serious? And I'm not joking. Gonna... No, what? I'm Oh my god, I'm fine. Legit you know what? Serious. Okay. I can okay. I can do that. Do it. Maybe I you can, can do that. mic. 
Yeah. And you know what? I'm not going <laughs> to bend. Standing. I'm going to hold the mic because. Oh, snap. This yeah. girl's so pro. You're you know, so pro, uh, girl. Oh, wow. No, oh, all right. Okay. Let's do all it. Right. Um, well, my name is Sarah Buntai, and uh, I'm the programs manager at Cal Speed Karting. And cool stuff. I have an RX-7, and I have an ND Miata, and I sold my track Miata a long time ago to get this brand new thing. And today, um, I dedicate myself to as much fitness as possible, just maintaining like mental health and wellness, because there's so much going on, not just because of COVID, but in our lives, things never go our way that we would plan. And so just trying to keep up and just like keep yourself like healthy up in your mind is really, really important. So mm. anyway, that's me and my cars. And, and, where, <laughs> and where do you live? Oh, I live in Chino in Southern California next to a farm. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> all right oh. all right cool all right thank you sarah okay you may have a seat now thank Yay. you very much for the intro that was my dorky <laughs> intro she legit like <laughs> held her mic up and everything i love it thank i know you. i did the thing with the arms you know <laughs> yeah i know i like that because you know i i really need the you know essence of sarah so yeah, thank power you pose power pose. yeah oh, yeah no. So, I mean, let's go back to 2011 when you joined Drifting Pretty. Can we hmm. go back to that day? And um, it was a meeting. It was your first meeting. Like, just bring us back. Like, what drove you? Ha, ha, ha. No pun intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> what drove you to, like, come to your first meeting and actually, like, commit and being like, yo, I want to join Drifting Pretty. I want to learn how to race my RX-7. Just bring us back. Like, what was going through your head? Oh, my gosh. I, I still remember it. it it's so funny. Um, I was just, uh, like, uncovering all this racing stuff and how actually possible it was just to go out and play because I remember how hard it was, or not how hard, but just discovering racing, just discovering that a normal person can go to the track. And, and we're not talking about winning championships or doing anything like crazy like that. It was just a normal human being can go to the track and have fun with their car. That was, that was it. And because of that, I was just eating up everything that I could find. And like, I got to try this out. I got to try that out. Oh. And I was at K1 Anaheim. I remember this specifically. And explain what K1 Anaheim is. Uh, K1 Anaheim is an indoor karting facility uh, where you just uh, for like electric go karts, and you just go out on mm -hmm. the track and just have a good time in, in those places. Um, I was going there like that year, probably every single like once a week at least, wow. and uh, right after work, like wow. like every <laughs> Friday, that was like the thing I did. And um, I remember, I, and I, here I am super stoked about getting my RX-7 at the time, and I still am, but at the time I was like, oh my God, my RX-7, yes, the obsession had begun. And on the counter at the K1 Anaheim was this postcard with an FD RX-7 on it, drifting. <laughs> I was like, what is this like badass thing that caught my eye? And it was a flyer. Um, or a postcard for um, Drifting Pretty. Wow. I was like, huh, <laughs> what's this? And I went down the rabbit hole, checked the website, and uh, I said, I got to meet these girls, and I got to learn how to go drifting too. 
Of course, we all know how my drifting career has ended. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll yeah. get to that later. Well, yeah, because I mean, <laughs> you go into drifting pretty and then, yeah, I mean, you can take any route you want. You can go drifting, you can go karting, you can go road racing. And like we all kind of had different paths because we mm -hmm. all love racing, but like what kind of racing was kind of secondary to the reason why we were there. We we're there to support each other. And it could be you were drifting or it could be your karting. And like you oh, ended yeah. up being yeah. our best and fastest karting driver that we've ever had in the I 17 know. years of Drifting Pretty. And we even had you be our official karting instructor because <laughs> oh, all yeah. of a sudden like i could never beat her anymore and i'm like why <laughs> why should i be teaching anything when this girl like i can't even catch her like I not know. even by like two seconds like forget what? her she's two seconds she's gonna Come on. she's gonna like Dude, she's so good at go go kart i know like no one Man. ever wins how dare she um <laughs> so i remember getting to the meeting and i think it was it was needy. It was at your house. Yeah, it was at my house. It was at that. your house. And I was like, okay, who's everybody? I'm going <laughs> to just sit here quietly. And yeah, you're right. I was like this like awkward. Like, you were. Quiet, like, <laughs> I'm sorry to say you were. But I mean, like, <laughs> you're, you're so different now. You're way hotter now. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I agree with that one. I really do agree with that one. Oh man, my face is burning right now. <laughs> yeah. Like like Sarah sitting here with her full sleeve tatted and I like know. her dope haircut and her like trendy glasses and like she's all ripped from working out. Like it's just it's so different. Like when I met her, she's just this like scrawny girl with like really long black jet black hair and quiet and just kind of like even the way you dress is different like e everything's different but you know what for the better i mean you've grown to be this like hot girl on the outside and inside especially on the inside i mean what drove your transformation because like you yeah you want to be like go to the racetrack and just because you're a normal person and like you wanted to just go race but i mean like what really drove you to do that like why did you stick with racing like why did you stick with keeping your arc 7 for this past 10 years getting um two miatas like why do you do this i don't know you know it's hard for me to even put into words it's just well you better oh okay <laughs> I, I know i will just just give me a second here <laughs> um but like driving uh when i had first you know found out about it and the whole part about uh, me realizing that like a normal person can go out and have fun was like it was new to me and at the time putting my foot to the floor in my very own car was I felt like I could finally be myself and that was mm. 10 years ago Ooh. I already know that even that discovery of self is was only like the beginning the discovery yeah. of self continues to today in like in a whole different way too um, I, I'm, I mean, no pun intended. I don't know what I'm driving at by saying this, <laughs> but um, something kind of crazy has been happening within the last couple years that I can't quite describe internally. And I think about halfway through like these 10 years, especially 2015, I don't know if I'll, we want to skip into this already. It, I would like to say like the golden years of my racing 
career, my motorsport career, mm-hmm. were about 13, 14, and 2015, or the beginning of 15. Mm-hmm. And oh. it was, and that, that's, it's not near today, if you noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, for the last four or so years, I was feeling pretty uh, unhappy with myself. Why? I thought like, Ooh. yeah, it was, um, actually, I'm getting kind of nervous just like thinking about it right now. Spell it, girl. Um, I know, I know. Oh, I, like, real talk. Tell I had me. just come off of like 2013, 14, like full race season at Cal Speed Super Series, where mm-hmm. I I didn't work there at the time. But this uh, series is like a usually a ten round season where you just drive, you just jump into the go kart, and uh, you don't have to do any tuning or prepping. It's just you and the carts equalized and everybody else driving together. And just fighting tooth and nail, wheel to wheel. Driver and, to uh, driver, not cart yeah. to cart, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I had a full season of that. My first time at Laguna Seca in my own car. I got to go test driving with, with Mazda for a while or like on two different things. It was, it was amazing. Like when I think about it today, it all just kind of molds into what felt like something that only happened one day. And then I bought a house. But sometime in 2015, just things kind of took a crap for some, like up here. In your head. In my head. Like suddenly, I didn't have enough money to do the things that I wanted. I didn't uh, have enough time to do, to go and like enjoy a weekend with like on track or anything. And I just started drinking a Mm. lot because of it. Like I'd get home and first thing I wanted to do is like open something up. That Mm. Like that was it. And uh, mm. I'm, I'm starting to struggle when I look, if you see my face, like, uh, yeah, like, it, it, was, it was starting to get bad. It's a lot of it is, like, the whole social media pressure of you sitting on the side and watching everybody present their best selves on the internet, you know. And here I was at my screen all day going, you know what, I don't think I'm good enough right now. I'd look at everybody else on the internet and it would be like man i just can't keep up i felt so left behind and you'd think i'm crazy right now like no sarah you have like running arc seven you have a house you got your boyfriend you got like these really badass cars but what was i doing on the weekend sitting at home all day because i couldn't or if i was like sitting at work and i couldn't do anything um like I eventually just like I kind of gave up for a while like nothing's happening in my life that's getting any better so it just kind of it sucked like it just really really sucked so I don't know where I'm going with this <laughs> well but, I mean okay I, but um but you started working out though right and that that it helped took, did, did it help or it took a while to even get to that it it oh. it I don't even know uh I think it was the Spartan races sometime in uh, 2018 or 19. And mm-hmm. I said, and keep in mind, even though I had just started doing those, um, like I was still kind of drinking on and off, even though I was mm-hmm. trying to like pursue health and, and all that good stuff. So it's like something happened. I, I don't know what it was. I, I still don't know to this day, but I, I don't know. I, today, I can't think about it because I, I don't know. 
there's a lot well, of things that I don't remember. <laughs> well, Sarah, let's fast forward to today. And I know that you had mentioned before, and I, guys listening, like, I didn't even know. I didn't even know about this. And I, I talked to Sarah often, okay? And like, I had no idea, but I do know today, Sarah, and you had mentioned that you've been dry for a period of time now. Like, talk to us about that. Tell me, today, Sarah, you haven't been drinking for how long? Uh, let's see. It would be. She's got I'm a calendar gonna, out here. I do have a calendar. <laughs> I do. Uh, it has been eight day, eight months, 28 days. Oh, wow. That's great. Congratulations. That's huge, yeah. Sarah. It is. What? Why did you stop? Like, did you just have like a really, really drunken night and you woke up and you're <laughs> like, this is over? Or like, was it like a certain cutoff or like what? what? Well, the funny part is that weekend um, was a crazy weekend. It was like October 12. That day was October 13th. But that weekend was the first time I went up to Laguna Seca with my new Miata. Mm. And mm. it was just an awesome weekend. I hadn't driven at Laguna Seca it was 2019, right? So I hadn't driven up. I hadn't had a track day in three years at that oh, point. Oh, wow. Can and you tell everyone, Sarah, real quick what Laguna Seca is? <laughs> for, well, for our listeners who don't know who, um, uh, what Laguna Seca is, it is one of the most storied racetracks on the West Coast, if not like one of the most famous ones in the world. Mm. Uh, there's quite a few out there, but Laguna Seca has a very special magic to it. You might have heard somewhere the corkscrew, where it's a five-story drop uh, from the top of the corner to the bottom. And it's, a, it's really, really <laughs> steep, but it's absolutely a beautiful place up in Northern California in Monterey. And going up there is uh, it's a big deal to me. It's, you know, you got to go drive the car all the way up yeah, there just so to get there. So how were you feeling when you were driving through that course? Oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> there, there's so many times that like, first of all, the first time I was just like in like these happy tears that were like, I'm up here finally. Oh my God, this is great. I'm in my like ratty little first gen Miata. I have Andrew at my side on, on the, in the passenger and I'm going, oh my God. This is way steeper than I expected. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you can crap your pants the first time if you're not ready. <laughs> but um, oh my gosh, it's, it's just a joy. I can't even describe how absolutely joyful it is to go up there and just drive down that at speed and just be like, this is the most badass thing right now. I am having so much fun. And of the three times that I've been able to drive up there, it's always been like that. It, like mm. every time there, it's just happy. Just Bliss. the pure joy of driving. Like that, that that's so what exciting. it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we, we all have to go up there at some point oh, together and just- that would be so fun. Oh my gosh. And you know, and the times I've been up there, Debbie, our Drifting Pretty member as well, She's always been there to help me out when I'd be driving. So shout out to Miss Debbie Maida. Yes, shout out to <laughs> Debbie. Debbie's the real oh, deal. Yeah, yeah racer, Debbie is. Racer. I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, well, okay. So, so your your last trip to Laguna Seca was your last weekend before you got sober. Is that yeah. right? Actually, yeah, it was. And, okay. Uh, well, 
it so why like why what mark like i i don't even know why i i don't know why i was um so that was not only a busy weekend so there were like those fires going on by the way near that there were the five freeway in la so traffic was horrible Mm -hmm. and it took it took um eight hours to get up there eight hours of commuting normally it takes four or five and you're in the car you're racing right you're in the car you're racing yeah and anyway Ooh. that's just a side a side note anyway we're we're coming yeah. back and this is a really busy weekend andrew and i also had to stop by um pasadena for a wedding for one of our close friends in high school for mandy and john mm. and uh that's a wedding there's alcohol okay but uh here mm. i am driving oh. my uh, <laughs> nd miata you know I, but something something about this is ND Miata as in her brand new Miata, which mm-hmm. is like her first car that she ever bought brand new off the lot. Just FYI, people. Go on, Sarah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like we're going and I had remembered like uh, uh, maybe uh, the thoughts going through my head at that time were this is my friend's wedding and I wanted to remember it. Unlike my cousin's wedding in New York where I drank so much, I don't remember a thing of it. And mm. so I think those were like kind of the thoughts that kind of led up to, you know what, today's going to be the last day. Mm. And uh, I do not remember that wedding in New York. And it's really a shame because there were so many fun, good memories that I should have had. And so mm. from there... I don't know. From there, just the the mental clarity that has just come up and developed since then and all the working out and the weightlifting that I've been able to incorporate at the same time have just really, I don't know, it's like, it's awesome. Like, I can think now. (laughs) I I can't believe, like, just how much I was missing out on over these last few years just by feeding myself into this idea that I was trying to run away from like a bad feeling. It's almost like you took that bad feeling and you channeled it into a next chapter, like mm-hmm. a new a new beginning. And like I feel like you're you have so much more clarity in life now when you're sober and you're like focused on and I don't even know what the prize is. Like, you know, we all say like, oh, I'm the prize, girl. Oh, I'm the prize. Like, what's, yeah. what's your prize? I don't even know anymore. I mean, we, we, thought, we used to say, oh, man, I want to be this badass race car driver, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, but a little bit of background into what I do every day is my job is to support people who are driving. Mm. And uh, during that time that I was like kind of drinking all the time, I would think, Man, everybody's got all these huge wallets and I can't do anything about it. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And you'd see this like big group of people or this this uh, dad with like this deep wallet so he'd be able to send his 5-year-old kid to get really good at driving at, at such a young age and I'd sit here on the side going, "Man, why can't that be me?" Mm-hmm. You know, I think that every day mm-hmm. and I couldn't get past it. And so I go like, you know what? Screw this. I don't want to do this anymore for myself. That's that. Those were the prevailing thoughts for so long that like 
I, I took down my website. I was like, FayRacing.com can go away now. Blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, Fay Racing was the brand that I had kind of set up for myself when I started all this driving. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It, like, just seeing those types of people every day kind of wore on me. Mm. You were burned out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, and Sarah, it's funny because, like, I know that a lot of us can relate. Like, even me as a photographer, like, browsing other photographers' Instagrams. Oh, her work is so good. She looks so busy. Her studio is so nice. And, like, I kind of, like, caught wind of that for a minute. And then I realized, too, I was like, who cares? The only, I'm competing with myself. And that is mm -hmm. it. And and mm -hmm. I feel like us as women, like we do a lot of that, like comparing and judging and sizing mm -hmm. up. Like it's just a really bad habit. Like we go into rabbit holes. I, I yep. agree with that. Very. And it could be real psycho, mm -hmm. you know, like really detrimental to yourself. Really? Mm -hmm. Very, very much. It's so yeah. easy to do. So it's not like you had this weird problem no one has. Like, dude, your problem is my problem. We all have the same problem you did yeah. is the sizing. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. funny because it's relative. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. Sarah, you're a badass. And like, who yeah. there's always going to be somebody who's mm -hmm. richer or better. But it's like, it's how you interpret it or like exactly. how you perceive it. Right. I it's agree. it's relative. So kudos to you for being sober, girl. Like, I'm I'm so proud of you. And I'm so glad you got out of that. And I'm so sorry that I didn't even know. Dude, I didn't even know. Well, I wasn't going to say anything because I mean, I'm not going to be one of those people like, oh, nobody should be doing this, da 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 But I just know for me, I'm not going to be the one of those who can stop at one, you know? Mm, yeah, you're, no. you're so strong. You're so strong, <laughs> Sarah. Yeah, like, you didn't strong. even reach out to us. What the hell? I know. Hey, you know what? I actually did reach out to somebody, and they gave me crap for it. Okay? What? Yeah. Well, who that, are they? Who are I'm they not so gonna, I can go beat them up? Oh, well, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to put them on blast. We should because uh, well, I'll do that another day. <laughs> because I and I have a lot to say about that person, but oh, that's wow. we're not gonna we're not gonna okay. do that. Well, but. I hope they're not in your life anymore. Uh, they certainly yeah. are not. Um, good, good yeah. for you. I know. I do be. agree with all those problems because, like, when I'm selling on Macari and I see other people selling on Macari, I'm like, dude, they're selling more and better stuff than I am. The hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I knew that too. Even amidst all that, that like, man, I have no right to complain. I really don't. And then it'd be like a circle and just make it yeah. worse. Like, dude, just <laughs> stop stop yeah sarah i'm, I'm yeah, sorry it's like when you think about it it's like once you got there then what happens yeah. you know if you wanted to get somewhere like okay financially stable and then you get financially stable then what happens then yeah you know? it's like when will you be happy if you yep. have that exactly. that stance i know like, what's and, the definition and so it becomes should focus on just enjoying what you're doing it's not even about yeah. a goal anymore they, we always talk about oh you have to have a goal da -da 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 -da. But there is a detriment to being so focused in that sense, in that what does happen once the goal is completed, then you're in this limbo. Yeah. And you don't want that. Like, you have to enjoy yeah. the action. Yeah. And you have to enjoy, like, the present, the moment of mm -hmm. now. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Sarah, I know that, you know... Your one sheet, like, you know, people give me a one sheet before they come on the show as a guest. And like, I already know Sarah. So I really just glance 
Cut the one sheep. <laughs> I know Sarah, like a, you know, I thought I knew, damn, I thought I knew Sarah. And then <laughs> this comes up, but like, you know, and, and she lists these quotes and, and it's funny because these are my quotes that I use and I, I'm, sh- I don't share them with people, but I mean, like, this is how I live. And Sarah's quotes that she put on her one sheet are no regrets and do what you love. And that's me. And like, that's you. It's so elementary to me, but it's like you have to live by these quotes in order to get away from that toxic like comparison or ladder or goal oriented life or, you know, whatever surface stuff that doesn't mean anything. And like you've really I mean, I I live this way and I, I know I I'm so happy and I feel like you're so happy and like I feel like these quotes are for happy people i know <laughs> i agree i agree because i mean it's like even if you make like mistakes it's just you just take it as a learning experience and that's it mm-hmm. no regrets mm-hmm. no regrets on it it's like next you know like okay how can we move past this next like no yeah. looking back just just become better and upgrade <laughs> just upgrade yeah. ourselves like and that. then and then being okay with imperfection too because yeah if you get really ocd about it i'm sure and i know that like you guys have like your own ocd i i know yeah. that yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. god i got a lot of that going on yeah. but just all right you just gotta roll with it agreed agreed yeah well i'm gonna i'm gonna switch gears sarah because and i'm Again, I'm I'm so taken back and so proud of you. Oh my gosh. But um I want to switch gears because I know that something else really important that I want to talk to you about is um your plans. And as a woman, we are expected to get married and have babies. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so like Sarah, what is your stance? Like I've I've heard from you before, but like, you know, for the record, like what are your plans? Because you're getting, you know, you're getting much younger. You're <laughs> <laughs> in your thirties, right? Or maybe twenty. Yeah, 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 you know, it's it's okay. I get mistaken to be in my twenties all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. I had to yeah, do I that. Wish yeah. I was young as she is. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm not gonna talk about age. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I get asked this all the time, and as you'd imagine, I get hammered by this all the time by my own family. (laughs) Preach. My (laughs) mom or my aunties or my Lola. Like, oh, when are you going to get married? Oh, Anako, when are you going to have kids? And I'm like, mom, you already know my stance on this. And all of that is a big fat no. In fact, the other day, I... Normally, I wouldn't have been so confident about saying this kind of stuff to my own parents, but we, uh, Andrew and I, had just celebrated like our uh, 16-year anniversary. Oh wow! Okay, congratulations! Wow, congratulations. That was That's such a long time. <laughs> I mean, that was like it was a couple days ago, and um, I was my mom was like, "Hey, where are your plans for this weekend?" And I, I told her, "I'm like, oh, we're trying to celebrate, blah blah blah," and she's like, "Hey, you should just." Uh, uh, go get married now and like so that you can get presents from us i was like Ugh. i just like here we go here we go yeah and i just i don't know i normally i wouldn't say this but like i just automatically just blast not blasted but automatically said <laughs> back to her i was like mom 
that's not for me. I'm that I'm not a fan of the institution and I know what I want out of my future and it's no kids. And she didn't say anything. <laughs> you mean under her breath you don't know what she was saying but yeah she and i'm just trying to say like lots of people would say that such a choice is a selfish one um and you know on on a to a certain point yeah it is but if you want to call me selfish then then go ahead and suck it <laughs> Hey, hey, being selfish is self-love, okay? <laughs> to a certain extent, Ellie. To a certain extent. To a certain, <laughs> certain extent. extent. Yes. <laughs> but, okay, so so to be clear, you don't believe in marriage and you don't, you're not going to have kids. Exactly. Okay. But that isn't to say that I don't diminish the value of it for other people, you know. Birthing a child is a very beautiful thing. Moms are badass people. My mom's a badass. I get it. And like, I know. And then they're, they're going to say, no, you don't know. You don't want to have it. That's not the point. Like, but why? I mean, what made you? These are two. This is a two prong question, right? So let's, yeah. let's talk about the marriage thing first. Okay. So you've been with your man for 16 years and you guys bought a house together, mm -hmm. right? And it seems like he ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. And you guys are like monogamous but mm -hmm. you don't feel the need to or want to get married. And so tell me, like, why don't you believe in the institution? I don't really like how it changes people also after the fact. Um, there's a lot of things that can happen that go, you know, there's just so many things that kind of flip around. There's a sort of expectation of behavior once you have that label slapped onto you, so to say. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's mm -hmm. something that I know I don't want. Um, and I don't really like the, I don't like the idea of a government or a church validating the relationship that I have. Like because that, in that's, your heart, you already know. I already know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't need a third party to say that my connection is legit. Mm -hmm. that, that's, what, mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to. It's so simple. It's almost kind of shallow in a way, but that, that's what it is. It's like, no, I, I know what I've got. I don't need somebody else to tell me yeah, what I've got. I agree. I agree there. And oh, yeah. like, that nice. label is just, yeah, I know. let's just <laughs> but, throw it out the damn door right now. <laughs> but then, you know, like I said, though, when celebrating my friend's wedding the other day, I'm like, no, this, it's a beautiful thing, you know, and everybody has their desires that they want to fulfill then so be it yeah. my expectations are mine and what mm -hmm. i want out of like out of this is what i want what somebody else wants out of marriage then that's what they want too. go get it great yeah yeah i love it same thing with the uh, babies and having kids like yeah whatever is, makes you happy exactly like it's so nice to like i'm i'm actually real looking for my brother said he's probably gonna go and like get married have kids i can see that i'm like my my little brother he's like because your little brother's a pimp yeah i know <laughs> you see him like yeah with his, like, i see i see badass dance stuff and like just he just graduated from uci and like got oh, his wow. degree he he's gonna be the traditional filipino nurse so <laughs> he's gonna go and pursue that my brother right. jake and uh, I'm looking forward to being a cool auntie, okay? I, mm. That's great. I'm, I'm good with that. But I already know what I want out of 
my day and the rest of my life, I want to be focusing on all these things of pursuing my own performance to the to the limit. You know? And that takes up a lot of time. So that said, when I think of you, Nadine, or Linda, and being badass moms, and still being able to pursue these amazing dreams with all the time that you have in your day. And I'm like, oh my God, how the hell do you do that? Dude, I'm wondering the same thing. I know. Yo, maybe you should try Crazy. it. Hey, hey, oh, I see oh what God. you're doing there. I see what you're doing. Hey, you said it, not me, girl. Hey, I'm just saying, you guys, like, it's it's an inspiration. I, you yeah, know, it and it's like, what? That's that's amazing, you know. Thank that, you. That that's all. That's that's what it is to it's me. It's quite easy, you know. What? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm like, I can't even imagine. <laughs> okay, yeah. if you think that driving at Laguna Seca is easy, then having kids is easy. Mm. Mm. Nice. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 all right all right i love that i love that yeah <laughs> talking about driving <laughs> let me ask you though what is your fondest memory of drifting pretty like all, <laughs> out of all the time we've been together for drifting pretty what is your best moments your fondest <laughs> moments oh my gosh so <laughs> the funny one the thing that I remember was our whole day that we spent at Willow Springs at the balcony for Dori Puri. I, w- I want to say that was 2013? 13? And con- context, please. What's Willow Springs? What's Dori Puri? Uh, Willow Springs is a <laughs> racetrack out in kind of the desert in the middle of nowhere here in Southern California. <laughs> it's in Rosamond, California, Rosamond. just outside of Lancaster, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And uh, the balcony is uh, just a portion of Willow Springs where uh, it's a lot of skid pad type stuff and a lot of drifting happens up there. And me, in my very non-drift setup RX-7 signed myself up to go and drive up there with the girls and see if I could do donuts in it. Oh, and what's a donut? About it. A donut about- is the shape of awesome that your car will go in if you can do it. <laughs> <A donut. laughs> Oh. It's like it's like uh, how would we explain it? Is that a three sixty or a one eighty? I guess it would be like uh, your car doing circles. You make a right? circle. Yeah, yeah you, you make, make a circle with the rear like end. Three sixty. Yeah. yeah, I guess it'd be three sixties with your car at like one RPM, and then you your front wheels stay in the same place, and your back wheels are spinning and moving it around. Okay, okay, continue. Sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. just had to explain so- donuts, girl. <laughs> I know, and with my open diff, and if we're going to get a conversation about differentials here, we're going to be here all day. Yo, layman, (laughs) yo, layman, so we'll keep it layman's. Oh, so I'm trying to do a a freaking, like, donut here, and it's just not happening, and then (laughs) I'm like, this is really frustrating, I'm such a loser, (laughs) like, I can't do this. No, 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 it's okay, because I think I was having the same problems with you, because I was, I have the MR2. You had an MR2? You know how hard it is to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Thanks. No yeah thanks. it's freaking hard. <laughs> and Steve, with his 8.6, uh, like he's in the driver's seat and I'm sitting in the passenger and he's like, Sarah, this is how you do a donut. And Steve, with his really like slow description of things and his really quiet <laughs> voice. And I'm sitting and he just lets go of the wheel and we are 
rotating in a circle and i just got this bizarre feeling like why are we just like literally pivoting around the shifter how the hell are we doing <laughs> and my my brain's like i i what it, and it's so great because i'm we're in the eight six and i'm just having a fun time just being in that car and i i'm like <laughs> i can't wrap my round my brain around like doing it and at the time i had a lot of carding in my hands and so I'm trying to catch the wheel too fast. He's like, you need to let go. I'm like, but I don't want to let go. Then I can't like correct. I'm like, you're not trying to correct, Sarah. <laughs> like, this is different. I'm like, <laughs> you were so, stuck in your ways. I know. And oh, yeah. that whole day was so funny because it was like 110 out there. And everyone's just like so hot as in like, it's hot. And mm -hmm. Linda, who we had just a. Uh, we were trying to do what, like the competition, right? To who could do the most donuts or the best? I forgot what it was exactly. And she was just killing it out there. There was so much smoke, couldn't see the car anymore. Oh, and I and I'm like, my nose is burning. This is a great time. <laughs> and then we're like, Linda, Linda, stop, stop, stop. Because there's so much smoke already. And she blew her radiator because she overheated. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and folks when your radiator blows like this plume of like white smoke mm -hmm. comes out mm -hmm. everywhere and it looks like way worse than it really is but like it just looks if you put a hole it basically it's because there's a hole in your radiator or a crack and then mm -hmm. like there's no real real fixing of it you could try to put like some band-aid fix but you got to get a tow truck. <laughs> oh. so, it sucks. She needed one and she she was crying and like, you got first place, Linda. But she's like crying because she blew oh. it up. That's and, right. We had the donut competition, yeah. which we talked about on her podcast. Mm -hmm. I remember now. Uh, ha, 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 ha. God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that was so funny. And then I was like, hey, just use my triple A toe. And it was like, dude, it's oh. It's so funny because when you talk about that, it makes me think about how I blew my engine, like the spark plug. Oh my like, God, pop. that's right. You oh did too. And, <laughs> oh, and this, <laughs> racing is safe, folks. Like, I mean, this stuff happens once in a while. It just happens that I'm on a show with two girls that had some damage. And like, I know. Just it, driving it home, it just went pop, 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 all the oh way gosh, home. I, I was like, oh my remember. God. Oh, that's so funny. What a time. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that is hands down my favorite Drifting Pretty memory, <laughs> even though it was like filled with like some other like slight negative things that happened that day. But it's just it's so funny to think about yeah. now. Like, yeah. It's oh. a good memory to talk about, though. I, I, I do enjoy that moment. <laughs> you enjoy blowing up your car. <laughs> hey, it's, a, it's an experience and it's really a day to remember what I blew my engine. What the hell? <laughs> oh my god. We need to do that again. Uh, we, oh man, we I don't gotta... want to blow my engine again. <laughs> well, okay, not that, you know, but we got to go up there again and when it's, uh, yeah. when it's cooler. Yeah. It's never cool in Willow Springs. It's either cool or like deathly hot, like I know. really really oh, hot. Yeah. It's like cold or hot, never the like mild. It's never That's, nice. It's never nice out there. <laughs> All right. Um Ellie has one more question for you, and so do I. So Ellie, go ahead. So my question for you is that what was it like being a test driver for Mazda? How oh. did you get that gig? Okay. <laughs> what did it entitle? And 
did it pay you well? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. That's actually a much longer story than just a short story. <laughs> One of my favorite shows, uh, car shows, next to Seven Stock, of course, the biggest rotary event in the world, is Japanese classic car show. Mm-hmm. And side note, the... Seven Stock was uh, influenced by the creation of Japanese classic car show. But anyway, uh, that's just me dropping an, an arc seven fact. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> <laughs> and she's full of them. I know. Oh. Yeah. So uh, it was uh, 2013 Japanese classic car show. And uh, I had brought my arc seven over to the location, Long Beach. And um, I happened to be first in line. So when my car was getting staged for the parking area, I happened to look as if I was part of the Mazda, like the official Mazda booth. So I was like, ooh, I look, it looks good, you know? <laughs> this is great. And uh, up walks to me like this older Japanese gentleman. I didn't know who he was, but he just like, he was so excited. He's like, oh my God, I love your FC. It's so beautiful. And I was like, oh, thank you. You know, I'm doing the <laughs> nodding thing. Like, oh, oh, hey, you know? But he kept... Throughout the day, he just kept like coming up to me, like I'm. So, oh, I'm sorry, but I just your car's so stunning, and I was like, oh, thank you, thank you, <laughs> and you know, and, and it was great. What That's, about me? You know, right? No way. Don't I so, look beautiful too? <laughs> no. Geez. So, um, at the time, I didn't know who this guy was, and uh, and anything. So we exchanged names and and whatnot, and I looked mm-hmm. him up later on the internet. And turns out he is the director of the uh, R&D department at Mazda. Oh, my gosh. And he was involved. He's a big wig. In the development <laughs> of the FD, if, if I recall correctly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's, like, he's, a, he's a badass. Yeah, this is uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Uh, Kelvin Hiraishi. And I was like, oh, my God. So... This is an important facet of this story. We'll get to the testing in a minute. <laughs> okay. My uh, friend at the time and his this badass coach, uh, his name is Kevin Madsen. He is absolutely killing it out there today in his career. And he's just, yeah, last time I checked, he was on the track in Italy this past oh, weekend. Oh, wow. Just oh, doing some. nice. IG. I know. Right? And he, he called me that December asking me, hey, Sarah, what are you uh, doing next week? And I was like, nothing. I mean, I'm working, but nothing. And he said, I might have a gig for you. I'm not saying who it's for, but it's something that you're going to like. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And what it was is opportunity to go test drive with Mazda behind the wheel on a car that had yet to be released. And I was like, (laughs) are you what? Are you serious? You gotta be kidding me! No, this can't be happening. This is this is incredible. So he's just trying to hook me up with this awesome gig. I told my employer at the time, "Hey, I was wondering if I could do some modified hours so I could be a test driver." <laughs> and they're all like, "Uh, yeah, Sarah, that's really cool. Go ahead." And wow. and I was like, "Oh my god, you guys are letting me do this. That's awesome." So the way that this thing happened, so it's like a week-long project. And at that time, uh, it was to test the Mazda Diesel 6. And Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, okay, this is really cool. So the idea is you go and drive 
us, we had the night shift, which we were basically driving from 4 p.m. to about midnight. What? So, That's yeah. a long time. You basically had to drive like a specific route. You had to basically put the car through really specific testing conditions. Like mm. I was driving through OC traffic right at 4 to 6 p.m. every day. But you're getting paid to do that. You're sitting there oh. driving through traffic. Oh, I'm wow. driving through the mountains. I'm driving through really long highway, like empty road, like highway stuff, you know. And uh, we had to basically write notes the whole time. I, I'm sure I sh can't go into deeper detail, but in, in general, those are the types of things that you had to do. Put it through real world conditions, mm -hmm. write your notes and report back to HQ. And the following day, we'd go talk with the R&D team. This is where uh, oh. I come in on day two in the morning. And uh, guess who's in the meeting room? Mr. Kelvin-san. <laughs> and he says, Sarah, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I just look back at him and I said, what am I doing here? I'm working for you. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, oh. And then you, you're supposed to write on the form like the cars that you have, so it gives them a little bit of background information. Uh -huh. And so the rest of the R and D team, like they, they have like their really thick Japanese accents. And I just remember like, oh, you have RX seven. That is good. I'm like, yes, I do. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yes. And, the, and everyone was so excited to know that I had that amongst like the the driver team that we were consisting of. So it it was just so funny. Like you were that that student, that brown noser. Like yeah. oh, hey, oh, I didn't like say her. anything. They asked for the information. Okay, uh, <laughs> but but she uh, were you the only female in there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, how did that feel? I know. How did that feel? Uh, right at home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like just another day. Just another day. Yeah, I know, did right? you did you receive um respect from from your counterparts or, or like how does that feel? Like what I mean is it normal to you and you're just like what's up dudes or like do you keep to yourself or like how, how what's your normal um kind of interaction with these people? Hmm. You know, I never really I don't even think about it anymore. That's um, great. If I think about it at the time I was not worried about it. Also, my buddy Kevin was testing at that same time. So oh, there's like, up, <laughs> I know. So there's kind of his like epic aura right there. And then yeah. me going like, oh, hi, I'm here. And then yeah. the, uh, the other two gentlemen who were testing too. So it was just like, we're all here just to have fun. Like everybody mm. was on the same page that, oh, dude, we're here test driving and getting paid. Like it was nice. just a happy oh, like nice. thing, you know? Yeah, uh -huh. I love and that. Well, yeah. well, tell us about the money. Oh, you know, <laughs> honestly, it, the riches. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't anything like you know. Oh my god, it was just basic hourly stuff. Nothing crazy. But that's I, overtime, I, right? Like it's like twelve um, hours. No, I don't think it would have been considered that just because of the contract nature of the position. So mm. I don't even remember how much I was getting paid. It wasn't. It was like. I mean, I know it was more than like 12 bucks an hour, but it wasn't something like more than 15. It was somewhere in that range. <laughs> it was just something oh. very standard feeling yeah, like eh, just, eh, just eh. standard stuff and like good experience. 
I'm not going to go on record any about saying what I would have wanted, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, now that you're in with Kelvin's son, I mean, we got to negotiate a little, uh, you know. Well, the important um. part about that is uh, the 25th anniversary of the Miata was like 2014. So that my testing gig was done and, and that was it, you know. Like I was like already on cloud nine because I got to do it and everything. So a couple years passed. And well, not a couple years, like maybe only like a year or two. Anyway, 2014, mm-hmm. 25th anniversary of the Miata. So when I went to Laguna Sega to celebrate, because they had a big event, Mazda brought out the new Miata to just kind of show it off uh, during the event. So I'm on a high there. That's my first track day up there with mine. And so I'm just happy. This is great. I'm having a great time. and. I kind of joked in my head at the moment, like, oh, maybe I should call Kelvin's son and see if he'll let me test the new Miata, you know? But oh, I bold. Uh, wow. I know. But, well, but I couldn't bring myself to do that at the time. I was like, that's a little, that's kind of too ballsy. Like, also, you're like, you never know if you, you know, should always try to do an ask. Yeah. yeah. The, the, um, the most you ever get was get rejected. So what? Mm-hmm. So... Fast forward a couple months, 2015, I'm in the middle of buying a house, okay? I am in the middle of closing escrow and doing all this crazy stuff, and uh, turns out I didn't have to call him. I got a phone call myself. Oh, <laughs> wow. Nice. I was like, oh, wow. It, it wasn't directly from him, but... I got this phone call saying, hey, Sarah, we're wondering if you have any availability to uh, test on the uh, 2016 um, Miata in the next couple weeks. What's your schedule? I was like, what? Let me ask my people. My people will get back to you. No, no. I'm I'm like, hold on. This is like, what's going on? You're asking me? What's like my brain's just exploding? Like, oh, my God, there's no way. And I was like. Hey, so you guys are calling me. Did someone ask you? And and then apparently they're like, Hey, uh, actually Kelvin asked for you to do this personally. Oh, I was oh. like, You gotta be joking me. That's like <laughs> dream come true. Like I, I'm like, oh, this is I can't believe you know. <laughs> oh, and so wow. whirlwind of thing. I'm having to sign an NDA to not talk about it until it's out and like every day I'm driving and just like I'm by myself in the car so I'm supposed to be like focusing but I'm like oh I can't believe I'm doing this you know I have like <laughs> like I'm like alone on the freeway and I'm just like this is so great I can't believe you know and that was the crowning moment of like anything I'd ever done it was mm. the most awesome thing mm. I couldn't believe it and then to think that maybe a couple years later, I'd own that car, you know? Your first it, new car. W- wow. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, um, that's, how I, that's how I got the test driving gig. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's, that's so cool, though. That was meant to be, Sarah. I know. Oh, my gosh. And these, these pivotal moments really, I think, defined and just kind of put like a little imprint on our soul i know that like some people are like it's just a miata it's just a car but like i totally <laughs> like i i love that and I, and then it's funny because you push 
like record on those little moments and then you're like that was one of the best moments of my life but this is you like these are like little defining moments that make mm-hmm. you 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 know yeah. and kind of like define your soul your soul has mm-hmm. definite car related uh moments in your soul yeah but, i agree with that. but i but i love it and like mm-hmm. i think that's what makes you so special sarah is like your your passion um about motorsports and about just being a badass like everything you do it's just kind of like you're always the only one you know like you're in the room with all those other dude test drivers and like you're always the only girl or like at the karting facility i'm sure you're always the only chick there right like i don't know so i think that you thrive in these situations where maybe 10 15 years ago maybe it'd be way more difficult I don't know. Or maybe if you didn't spend the time in Drifting Pretty, it would be more (laughs) difficult. I don't know. But I Mm. love that you're just this product of um, confidence and independence and just somebody that I know that just is a normal everyday girl that on the outside. Well, you're pretty hot. You're more than a normal everyday girl (laughs) that has this like amazing (laughs) outlook on life and like fearless, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't have any fear. That's what I see. And like, you're just so confident and like dialed, you know, and and I love that because yeah. a lot of us are probably like, we're in transition or like, you know, I yeah. always feel like I'm like, I haven't, uh, still trying to figure things out and like, mm-hmm. you know, but I. Yeah, she's like- clear about herself and I'm just like, oh, let me do some of this let me do some of that i'm just like strong clarity is you know i have my unclear moments still i mean i think a lot don't talk yourself down don't talk yourself down and no that's not what i'm trying to say it's just we're always going to be met with like moments where we're not sure there's no question Mm. and there's always going to be things that you're going to be afraid of like the other day like uh andrew had asked me like in Spartan races, there's this, like, particular obstacle where you have to climb over this really tall, like, frame of, like, metal and netting. It's it's really high. It's really tall. It's kind of scary when you look down and, like, oh, I could probably break my neck if I fall on that thing. <laughs> you signed a waiver mm-hmm. saying that it's okay, you know? Oh, great. And, oh, wow. But, um, and I was telling him, like, you know, that thing's scary. There's no question. It's scary. The fear is there. But I tell him, like, you just focus on the activity as best as you can. And then just the fear is there, but you just go anyway. You just You're, do it. You, you can keep your head down. You could be work. afraid, but you can still move even if you are afraid. Move even if you're afraid. I love it. Oh, my gosh, Sarah. Say it again. Say it again. Yeah, say it again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I mean, now that I can force it, but you can keep moving even if you have fear inside of you. Ooh, that's even better. Mm. I love that. That should be like the I title. Know. I love it. Okay. I'm going to. It sounds like a personal <laughs> quote, too. It was just really, really just nice. made it a better up right personal now. quote. <laughs> Dang, I'm going to write that down. Okay. That's huh. my new personal quote. Uh, Jack do. Okay. Okay. Sarah, I'm going to end your interview with a question for you. Okay. Oh, this is going to be, and just promise me you're going to do it. Uh, Okay. Will you sing for us? Jesus. (laughs) Yes. Yes. 
I would love to hear her. She's going to sing. I know it. What a, Sarah, uh, you got a mic in front of you, a very nice I mic. I know. I mean, can you, can you sing something for us? Uh, like right now. Right now, the first thing I'm thinking of is journey music. Yeah, let's do a journey song. I want to uh, hear it. Just give me, a, give me a verse, girl. You don't even have to sing the whole song. Actually. Move forward, even if fear is oh. inside. Yo, geez, you have to do that to me right now? Okay, you know what? We're not doing journey. We're oh. doing spread your wings by Queen. Okay. We're ready. Um, I, I need the lyrics because I'm freaking out right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, uh, ah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, this right. is not on the, the Q&A sheet. No, Thanks it's not. Sarah. This is I, it's so rude. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Oh, dude, she took her glasses off and everything. She's like, ready. <laughs> She's like, okay, I'm ready. You going to stand or? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, no. I'll stand up. I'll sit straight. Oh, now I'm nervous. Okay, but you said it, so now I have to do it. I, that's okay, fine, girl. <clears throat> Sammy was low, just watching the show over and over again. I'm nervous. <clears throat> he knew it was time. He made up his mind. To leave his dead life behind. That, that, my voice is shaking. <laughs> his boss said to him, Boy, you'd better begin To get those crazy notions Right out of your head now. Sammy, who do you think that you are? You should have been sweeping up the emerald bar so honey spread your wings and fly away fly away far away spread your little wings and fly away fly away far away Pull yourself together, cause you know you should do better. That's because you're a free man. Nice! <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Yeah, oh, thank you. Oh, what a good My way to end Sarah's interview. Voice is shaking the whole time. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> That's how we roll, girl. This ain't scripted. It's real. Uh, I love it. I love it. Thank you, Sarah. You have a beautiful voice. I enjoy. Yeah. I enjoy our talks about karaoke, and I never really get to hear you sing. So no. You know what? I brought that up on myself. <clears throat> and uh, that was a special request from Benson, by the way. What? Benson, how could you? Uh, uh, oh. All right, guys. Well, I am done with Sarah's interview, and she closed us out in the most beautiful way possible. And Ellie, thank you so much for being my best co-host ever. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, God, I just uh, sang on the podcast. Oh, yeah. my gosh, you did. And I am going to close out this episode with a request, guys, to call me. Well, not me, us. Did you know that you could ask us questions by leaving us a voicemail? You can ask a general question or direct it to a certain member like Sarah. 
like yo sarah can you share another song with me or oh yo sarah God. how do you know how to race so good leave a voicemail and we may feature and answer it on air in a future episode so please drop us a line at 626-657-6608 626-657-6608 leave us a voicemail drop us a line and we may share it live on air on the next episode of the Drifting Pretty podcast, myself and Julie interview our co-host today, Ellie, about being misdiagnosed with depression, being an inspiring entrepreneur, and being a social media pet influencer, and why she has a stripper pole in her house. Oh boy. And we also discuss the Japanese blood type personality theory. It's going to be a good one. So please tune in next time. And in the meanwhile, please follow Sarah on Instagram at Fay Racing, F-A-E Racing. And you can also find Sarah racing every day at Auto Club Speedway in Fontana, California at the Cal Speed Karting Facility. And please visit our Instagram at Drifting Pretty and our website at DriftingPretty.com. And all we will see you in the next one.